Hello, welcome back to Chatty Cassie, um, a podcast where I talk about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, Cass, and this is episode two. So you might be wondering what's the point of this podcast, and as I stated before, there really is no point other than to just give you some background noise and just talk. I enjoy sharing my thoughts. I figured I'd do it on a larger scale because why not? And that's how this podcast came to be. Uh, Generally, I just really want it to be like a big sleepover, kind of. You know when you're all laying down at a sleepover and it's dark and it's like 2 a.m. and everything's pretty quiet and then there's one person that just starts a conversation and then it kind of just bleeds into a bunch of conversations and you guys are talking for a long time. That's the vibe that I want to bring to this podcast. So welcome to the sleepover. I hope you're tucked in. I hope you have your pajamas and your stuffed animal because I have mine and I'm ready to go. Today I'm going to start off with roasting my own birth chart simply because um, astrology memes they come from my neck. And it's in a world of, it's funny, but also I'm hurt by it. First things first, I am a Virgo sun, Leo moon, Libra rising. That's my big three. That's what I'm going to give you. Objectively, the best signs. And by the best signs, I mean Virgo's. Leo moon, also iconic. Libra rising, I could do without. And that's why I said this as a roast. Libras are one of my least favorite zodiac signs. Always have been. Right up next to Cancer. They're tied for my top most hated zodiac sign. Then I hate Sagittarius. Um, And it goes from there. But yeah, top zodiac signs that I love. Love a Scorpio. Love an Aries. And normally I get along with a Taurus, but only if the Taurus is like self-aware. So that has been to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> as a Libra rising, um, it is my duty to come off as somebody likable and palatable. As a Leo moon, it is my job to be the center of attention at all times. And as a Virgo sun, I'm just trying to hold the situation together. So that's what we're working with. Being a Virgo is hard because people think that you are a neat freak or that you're nitpicky or that you're annoying. Um, And all of those things are true. But when it comes down to it, if it weren't for Virgos, society would collapse. I'm a firm believer in that. Same with Capricorns. I hate to admit it because Capricorns, they are trifling. But they do make the world go round a little bit. They are business savvy in a way that I cannot figure out. So I got to hand it to them. Let's talk about my Leo moon. I'm an icon. My birth chart obviously proves that with the Leo moon that I share with Miss Del Rey. What I want to say about Leos is female Leo's sons can't stand them. Male Leo sons get along to a degree. My father is a Leo son. You can imagine the tension um, during an argument because as a Leo, he wants to always be right. And as a Virgo, 
I am always right. So that was fun growing up, honestly. And you could blame a lot of things that happened in your life on your sun sign or any sign, really, objectively. But in reality, is astrology real? That's up for you to decide. Personally, I think it influences a lot. Is it the end-all be-all? No. Is anything the end-all be-all? Also, no. There's literally no proof that any of this is real. This is getting too existential. I had a friend once in high school that if you talked about outer space for too long, she would get really, really anxious um, because the thought of all that stuff out there freaked her out. Some people feel that way about the ocean. Personally, I don't feel that way about anything. A lot of people feel that way about dying. Nope. I think whatever happens, happens. And that's that's a problem for dead Cass. Then I'm not dead yet. So I try not to worry about it. And as someone, okay, speaking as someone who has diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety, somebody who often is nervous about th- things that are not going to happen or that don't exist um, or things that I've made up or just irrational fears. For some reason, the ocean in outer space and dying, it's just not a problem for me because I guess in a way I've just accepted that I'll never know. And to be honest, that reminds me of when a relationship is over and you don't get closure. One time my dad told me, this is a very, very good piece of advice. It was in 2018, I believe. We went to a Cracker Barrel, classic, just to have dinner, breakfast for dinner, obviously. And I had recently been broken up with in a Taco Bell parking lot (laughs) in under 30 seconds with little to no explanation. It was really awful. And then when I got the explanation, it was really just mean and cold-hearted and just not necessary. And I remember sitting across from my dad at this Cracker Barrel and being like, Dad, I just don't understand why they don't want to talk about it and why I can't get the closure that I need or the closure that I want, you know? And my dad looked at me and he said, you know what? casserole sometimes the closure you get isn't always the closure that you want let that soak in for just a second the closure that you get is not always the closure that you want you could flip it the closure that you want is not always the closure that you get hardly ever i would say um and he meant that in a way of Things end, and sometimes you don't know why. And things happen, and things are out there, and it just doesn't have an explanation. And sometimes you're not going to get the explanation, and the closure is no explanation. And you have to move on and be okay with that. And it comes with a lot of hard work. Um, It took me a very long time to be okay with that Um, idea that Somebody can hurt you and walk away and get away with it and not offer you an explanation and come out as the good guy and you're left wondering why. Learning to be okay with that, it's hard and it's a journey, but maybe this starts your journey with doing that by hearing those words that the closure that you get is not always the closure that you want and sometimes you want closure 
and it doesn't come to you in the way that you desired or expected or asked for. And that's that. Much like outer space, the ocean and dying, other people's actions cannot be explained if they don't want to explain them. Since we're on the topic of dating, I'm going to tell you the blind date story. This is the only blind date I've ever been on. Probably the only blind date I ever will go on. And it was in high school. To preface the story, you must know that I was deeply religious at the time. Um, and the boy that I was set up on the date with was also deeply religious. This was pre-coming out of the closet. So lots of elements are coming on and happening. Anyway, I'm on this date. He walks up to me. He's like, oh my gosh, Cassandra. And I'm like, that's me. And then... I'm not going to reveal his name. So we go in there and we go to a coffee shop. Well known in our town for being a coffee bar. Neither of us order a coffee. It's very hot out. It's like this summer. We get Coca-Cola. As one does. I love a good Coke. It's objectively the best soda. Coming in right behind her is Dr. Pepper. Back to the topic at hand. The blind date. So we are sitting here sipping our Cokes, really just enjoying the ambiance of the outside porch area of this coffee shop, talking about our love of the Lord, because that's what we have in common, among other things. But that was the bulk of the conversation. So I spend a good two hours on this date talking about Jesus with this guy. And then he drops me off at my mom's car at the end of the date because I'm like 16. And... My mom, sweet lady, sweet, sweet, sweet lady, goes, so what'd you guys do? And we were like, we went to this place. And my mom's like, oh, that's great. What'd you guys get? Because she knows that it's a coffee shop. She was just trying to be friendly. Um, And the guy goes, Coke. And my mom, because she knew it was a coffee shop, was just like, why would you go to a coffee shop and get a soda in her head? So she went, what? Coke? And me, uh... Without missing a beat, because to also preface, we did not come from a religious family. I was just religious at this time in my life. So she says, what? Coke. And after spending two hours on the state talking about Jesus, I look at this woman, my mom, and look at this man, the blind date victim, and say, yeah, mom, you know, Coke, while tapping uh, one of my nostrils. Not a soul laughed. And I felt so betrayed because normally my mother, she would laugh. She would think that that is funny. She would think that that is hilarious. When I tell that joke now, that joke always lands. That story, rather, because that's not a joke that I go around telling. So whenever I tell this story, it always lands. Everybody loves that joke. They think it's hilarious, right? My mom, now she laughs. She thinks it's funny. She thinks it's funny because she couldn't believe that I would say that in front of somebody I just met. I'm like, lady, you raised this. What do you mean you can't believe it? Needless to say, there was not a second date. I don't know if it was the Coke joke. (laughs) I don't know if that's what did it. Genuinely, I don't know. Um, Sir, if you're out there, please not that I care because like it's not relevant I just have to know to finish 
you know what? Sometimes the closure you want is not always the closure that you get. And that's all I have to say about that. I guess I'm never going to know. Speaking of never knowing why people don't talk to you ever again or leave your life. When people delete me on Snapchat without saying anything and I scroll up to see who watched my story and it's like my friends and then it says other Snapchatters. What is it? What is the straw that breaks the camel's back for you? If you've left the Snapchat story or anyone's Snapchat story, what was the reason? Why did you have to remove yourself? What what pushed you over the edge? That's my question is like, what are these people's breaking points? Because I, the this podcast is obviously all over the place, right? We're talking about everything and nothing all at once. Imagine this with like a video element in a Snapchat just based on day-to-day activities. I don't blame them for exiting, but it's always at like really random times or like really random places. My most recent ex, um, shout out to you, hey, uh, <laughs> the the time that they unfollowed me on Snapchat, we already were like not friends on Instagram and like not speaking, but they had had me on Snapchat. The day that they unfollowed me was um the last thing that they watched on my Snapchat story. And I remember just because I think it was so funny that like this is the last concept of me that you perceived was me like really bored one day on my Snapchat story. And I have a face mask like for covid and it's cats but they're all like in rainbow colors because you know i gotta let the ladies know <laughs> and i was wearing it and i took a picture of it and i was like look at my rainbow kitties and then i wrote rainbow kitten surprise and like something about like this is the inside of my brain um which rainbow kitten surprise is a band that by the way i do not listen to i just know who they are that was the straw that broke the camel's back from one of my exes was rainbow kitten surprise i guess I don't know. And I simply don't. I don't. I just don't know. Sometimes the closure that you want is not always the closure that you get. Why are you guys leaving my Snapchat stories? Why do people not call you back for a second date? Why did they break up with you? Like, there's so many questions. And that is the perfect response for all of them. We've come full circle with that that little response. Thanks, dad. Shout out to dad on the podcast. He's an amazing dude. Have you guys been on dating apps recently at all? Have you ever hometown scrolled just for fun when you like go home or if you like me had to move home because of the pandemic and you're just chilling, right? You're scrolling through to see for me personally, um, because I am gay, I will, I will pepper in the fact that I am gay. Um, for me personally, it's to see who's coming out of the closet or who's experimenting, looking for a third wants a unicorn um since bullying me in high school and calling me a slur uh because I definitely tried to come out freshman year and I came out to a couple of my close friends who swore they wouldn't tell anyone um and then one of them told everyone (laughs) and I got called a couple slurs one day at school and I was like I don't know where you heard that not true that's a rumor uh and then I promptly stayed in the closet until I was 20 so now that I've unloaded that story on you, dating apps, ha ha ha. Um, yeah, I go on there. I like to see all the girls that called me mean names or all the girls that bullied other girls in middle school for being bi um, on there. It's free therapy. And I say that with genuine sincerity. Like, I am not a vengeful person. I believe that karma has a plan. 
and I don't need to be involved in it. But I do indeed like watching somebody's David Dobrik downfall. Um, coin that. They're David Dobrik downfall though. Like their moment. Everybody loves them. Everybody thinks they're great. You have known all along because you are Trisha Paytas. Trisha Paytas, you know, and nobody believes you. Um, and guess what? You were right all along. I think that it's important. Uh, keeps you healthy to let karma do its thing. Just stay in your lane. Speaking of lanes, let's address the rumor that gay people can't drive. First of all, um, actually, I can drive. I drive poorly, but I can drive. It took me a long time to get a license. Yes, but I have one. Should they have given it to me? Probably not. I'm just kidding. Um, the only accident I have been in is one I did not cause. Uh, rest in peace to my Nissan Altima. She was a real one. But really, what is that rumor? Why do people say that gay people can't drive? Is it simply because we choose not to? Uber exists, though, and taxis in New York have always existed. And I say New York and taxis in relation to gay people because of the drag ball scene, obviously. You need context? Go watch RuPaul. I'm not here to educate you on LGBTQIA plus history. If you want to do that, there, I'm sure there's a podcast. Read a book. The Google search. I don't know. It's, it's Talk to Marsha P. Johnson. Like, I don't know. Get a Ouija board. She's listening. Other things that gay people can slash cannot do, much like driving, is dress well. Stay with me here. Gay men... They dress pretty well, stereotypically, historically. Lesbians, mess, right? They dress like a straight man or a lumberjack in the woods, historically, stereotypically. I'm not talking about now. Fashion is very different now. Style these days, very different now. People are pulling looks. But at the same time, lesbians dress like Bert and Ernie, gay men, Miss Piggy, Two very different things, right? One of them is Sesame Street. One of them is the Muppets. Did I know that there was a difference my entire life? No, I had no idea. Up until very recently, the Muppets, I really honestly still don't know much about them. I, we're not a Muppet family. We're also not a Peanuts family. We're not a lot of things in this family, but the Muppets, we're just not a puppet family. Um, surprisingly enough, I do have a secret talent, which is ventriloquism. <laughs> um, and I wish I could show you, but this is audio. Anyway, if you ever catch me in person, just ask for a ventriloquism thing. I'll show it to you. If you get freaked out by that stuff, though, don't ask for it because it's really good. Like, I'm not to toot my own horn, but I am talented. A talented ventriloquist. Way better than Jeff Dunham and not problematic. So that's that's the tea on that. Do you have any secret talents? Do you have any secrets? Ooh, secrets. Let's talk about secrets. Do you have any secrets? If you have a secret, here, I won't tell anyone. Go ahead. You can tell me. You can whisper it. You can whisper it right now. I'll let you whisper it. Okay, go ahead. <gasps> Just kidding. I'm not judging you. That's a really good secret. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. I'll keep it safe. I'll zip it, lock it, put it in my pocket. Now that we've shared a secret, it's an official sleepover. Thank you so much for sharing your time here with me. Join me again. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.
<laughs> this has been Chatty Cassie. Ooh, that's so weird. We gotta figure out an outro. <laughs> Bye.